Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experienced the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. Wow, I'm a little... Wow, thank you, Jesus. His presence is just so precious and so grateful. You know, I really feel like there's a... Like when you're driving, I don't know if you've ever driven a car that's like, it shifts. But when you put it in a, in a down to a lower gear, just feel like you're about to take off. And um, I feel like the church is shifting. And we're coming into um, just a, a, a different era, a different season. And um, it is time for our comeback. And... Um, now is not the time to um, be fearful. We have to choose faith over fear. And that's really what I want to talk about this morning is um, choosing faith over fear. And that uh, we either believe what the Word says or we don't. And um, I believe that what the Word said is, is true. So if you would open your Bibles to Numbers uh, chapter 13. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying... Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their father, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command, uh, according to the command of the Lord, and all of the men who were heads of the children of Israel. Now let's jump down to verse um, 19. It says, whether the land they dwell in is a good or a bad land, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, or be of good, I'm sorry, hang on a second. It's just one of those things. You know, I had an eyeglass appointment, and then this all took place. It's ridiculous. All right. Whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests or there are not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. For now is the time, was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and they spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin, as far as Rahab, near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through the south and came to Hebron. Oh my. In verse 23, then they came to the valley of Eskel, and then are they cut down a branch with a cluster of grapes. They carried it in between the two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the Valley of Eskol because the cluster which the men of Israel had cut down there. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and they came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran. Of Kadesh, they brought back the word to them and to all the congregation, and they showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified, and they are very large. Moreover, we saw descendants of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. 
Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had, come up, had gone up with them said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all of the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. I wanted to read the whole chapter because there's some things in here that are so important for us to grab a hold of in the season that we are in. Uh, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, Go ahead and send out 12 spies. I'm going to give you this land. So the first thing that we have to remember is that God spoke that the land was going to be theirs. He said, I'm going to give you this land. But what happens is that they go up and they see that there's, there's like these giants in the land. There's, you know, they see the good fruit. They see that it's, it's a, a, a land flowing with milk and honey. But 10 of the spies aren't focused on the fruit. They're focused on the enemy. They're not looking at what God said they would give them. They're looking at what, what, what they feel like will be an impossible thing to do. And I believe the reason why is because they knew the works of God, but they didn't know the ways of God. They didn't understand who he was. They didn't understand his nature. They knew that he could do this because they have seen him perform miracles in the past. And yet when they look at this, all they can see, all they can see is like, will he do it again? I don't know. But I see all these enemies. I see these men. They're huge. And the, the, the thing of it is, what they saw is they saw themselves as, as grasshoppers. And that's the reason why the enemy saw them the same way, because that's how they viewed themselves. They saw themselves as being small in their sight, instead of seeing themselves as being big and knowing that they can overcome it because they believe the word of the Lord. I say all of that to say this. I believe that we're in a day, in an hour, where we are being tested to know whether or not we believe that God says what he says. I believe that we are entering into a season where we're going to um, see more, not less, more spiritual warfare, and we have to be willing to praise, just like what we were uh, singing during worship, that we're going to praise our greatest weapon of our warfare it, 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 that's, that is mighty in God is when we praise him in the midst of any kind of setback, what it looks like a setback, and know that he is faithful. They went and they looked at that land, and even though they, they knew that God had said that they would give it to him, there were two men, Joshua and Caleb, who grabbed a hold and said, no, we are more than able to take that land. Why? Because they were bigger? Because they were stronger? No, they chose faith over fear. They chose, that, they chose to believe that what God said that he would give them, that he would give them. So that means that there was going to be some kind of strategy that was going to be given. There was going to be some kind of favor that was going to be given. But something was going to be given so that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were going to be able to conquer that land. 
And we in the body of Christ have an amazing opportunity to be able to stand and take a stand for Jesus Christ. He's already done everything that he, that he, would, that he could possibly do for us. And now our responsibility as believers is to grab a hold of the word of God and believe that what it says will happen. Now I want to I just read some scriptures to you. John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Um, it's important that we see this is a promise of God. The thief comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. I have come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. So what we're doing during, during COVID is that we're, we're, not, we're not backing down. We're declaring. We're declaring, no, I will have life and I will have it more abundantly. My family will have life and we will have it more abundantly. We speak, we speak life and not death. We align ourselves with what the word of God says. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You see, what, what, what could happen is we get so fearful over, uh, over um, have, contacting this, this virus that we, we wind up hiding instead of actually going out into the marketplace and into the world and being willing to say, I'm going to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Because the word also says that no sickness nor disease shall come near my dwelling. And then, so I have charge over all of that. As I abide under the shadow of the Almighty, I say of the Lord, He is my fortress, He is my refuge, my rock, in Him I can trust. No plague shall come near my dwelling. Either we believe that or we don't believe that. If we operate out of fear. A lot of people will say, well, I'm just using wisdom. And I understand that. There is a time and place where God pours out divine wisdom and that's divine strategy. And we align with that. There was a time when this very first started that I said, okay, we're going to honor the, the law, the rules, uh, uh, the laws of the land. And, and they're, they're saying that this is so highly contagious. And so what we had to do is like, okay, you know, they, they asked us, the health department said, you know, please don't, don't meet right now. We honored that until we get more information from the Lord first and from, and from the, you know, what's going on in the world. So we get more information, more understanding, and the Lord begins to give you downloads and you start to see, you start to raise up inside. He's like, all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, I think I'm reacting instead of proacting. And so I have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I have to believe what he says he is going to do. And so I'm going to, choose faith over fear and I'm going to be like Joshua and Caleb who is willing to go into a land that's flowing with milk and honey, the land that God promised to give me, the, the, the land that he said is ours and I'm going to go in and I'm going to possess that land. And there is an enemy that is out there but the difference is, is that we believe in the promise of God and when you believe in the promise of God then you will it says according to your faith let it be done unto you. And so according to our faith, we are going to march forward and the world is going to watch the church shine. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me said that Christian business owners, if they will believe that I want to bless them in this season, that I will bring a multiplication into their business. 
And so we have been personally close for almost two months. We have, um, we have you know, you want to come in for appointments to, to buy some clothes, you can do that. And um, if you want to wear a mask, you can do that. Matthew's business is reopened. I said, we've got to start taking a stand. We're not going to wait until everything just opens up in order for us to be successful. That favor of God is upon us now, and now is the time. So I'm speaking to the Lord, um, asserted about last Monday, and I can feel him like nudging me. And it was that same nudging feel that I had when I moved to Grand Rapids from Springfield, Illinois. And, and I, I thought, wow, I'm going to leave my career. I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving everything I know, all of my comforts, everything that I'm familiar with to go to a land I had never gone to. And that is a very, that is the truth. I had not even been here yet. And I thought, okay, God, I'm going to do that. And I started talking to other people. And um, there was agreement with other leaders in my life that, yes, we believe that this is the Lord. That's the other thing. Don't just tell somebody I'm being led to do something and nobody around you is in agreement with you. Um, but anyway, so I did have that. Of course, I did have some of the 10 who didn't believe it, who, who were the naysayers, but I had to like let God deal with them. And I came here. Well, the same thing is happening is I'm getting that nudge from the Holy Spirit. And he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I just, I've been busy. I've got, you know, I had a whole church that I had to put online overnight and we've got this going and that going. And I'm at, you know, we want to make sure that people are being ministered to. And, you know, I'm, I'm going through my list of things trying to make him know you know, don't you not see everything that I'm doing? Okay, I'm going to remind you. You know, I'm just finishing my book. I've got this going, that going. And then I, um, and I'm telling him all these things and I hear him say, shh. And I'm like, hmm. And I hear two words. It's time. I'm like, it's time? He goes, It's time. And I knew what he meant. And so he said, keep reading my promises. I said, okay. So I kept reading his promises. He said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 19. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Second Timothy 3. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I read that and he said, do you believe that? I said, yes, Lord, I believe that. And he goes, go, keep going. So I go to another one in Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. The governor is not our enemy. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places, against the coronavirus. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. 
Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, and with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. He says, gather the people, it's time. And I say, okay, Lord. He said, is your shield of faith wet and full of the presence of me, of the Holy Spirit, and of the Word? Because it says that we're to be washed with the watering of the Word. And when you're Back when they had these um, shields, as, as some of you have, have told you before, is they would be wrapped in uh, like a leather or a hide, and they would be dipped in water or oil. They had to stay moist and wet so that when the fiery darts of the evil one, their enemy, would come at them, they'd put up their sword, and it would quench the, 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 the arrow and the fire that would be on the tip of the arrow. And so while we are in this place of warfare, because that is what we're doing, is that God has, has used this. Because I asked him, I said, have I missed it? Did I, did I like do something like too slow? Did I not hear your voice? And, and, and he assured me that it was now, for, su for such a time as this, it now is the time. It wasn't last week, it wasn't this week, it wasn't the week before. He said, now is the time. And so I'm like, okay, God, so now is the time, so what does that mean and what does that look like? And, I, and, and he said, well, do you remember when the, the spies went and they spied out the land? And I said, yes, I remember. And he said, what happened? And I said, well, 10 of them came back with a bad report, two of them came back with a good report. And he said, who went? in. I said, the two that came back with the good report. He said, are you going to believe that I can do what I said I would do? And I said, yes. And he said, then you'll enter in. So if we believe that God's going to do what he said he would do, that we'll be a part of those like Joshua and Caleb that will enter in. And I believe that we're going to see one of the greatest awakenings and one of the greatest revivals that the body of Christ has ever seen. There are souls that are waiting to be saved. And we get to be the instruments that God uses, that we get to be his hands and his, and his feet. And we get to reach people in, in, through the media that we could have never done before. And, and, and people are contacting us from other countries that are able to hear the word of God and align themselves up with Jesus. And so I think that it's a really important time that we have and an opportunity to be able to grab a hold of what it is that God said that he would do. Joel chapter 2 verse 16 says, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, Gather the children and the nursing infants and let the bridegroom come out of his room and the bride come out of her bridal chamber. How many of you are ready for the body of Christ to move forward in this season? Yeah. 
I've spent um, such a great deal of time uh, in the presence of God and as speaking with Apostle Barbara Yoder this week and um, just asking her for some wisdom and, and advice and counsel in, in what we're about to do here. And I uh, was a part of a, um, a BAM meeting where um, that, that means it was a meeting of leaders. Um, most of them were not um, uh, leaders of churches, but they were uh, leaders in different areas uh, there's of different spheres of influence. Um, and so they were all talking about what they see um, God doing and, and how God has been using this. And, and we knew that when we, we had come into a different decade, and it was uh, of pay, and what, that literally that means that, like what it, what it is that we are speaking. And I remember the other day I was walking along and I was saying some things out loud that weren't edifying because <laughs> I was frustrated. You ever do that? Um, and so I'm like, and I'm like, you know, just like, it was like vomit out of my mouth, basically. And when I got done, I, I just knew that I was going to produce negative fruit from what I had just said. And I started to look in a in situation in my life, and I realized, I wonder how much of that situation is the way that it is because of the words that I've been speaking and death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. And so um, I thought, okay, so I'm going to change that. So one of the things that we're, we all were talking about is that this is a season where we have to be careful of what it is that we're speaking. Are we looking at the land and saying that it's too great? Are we looking at the, at, at the land and saying that, and that land is what I see as the promise of God. Are we looking at the promise of God? And it's been declared over and over again that he's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And so are we looking at the promise of God through, through the lens of, of, of fear? Because if you look at through the, through the lens of fear, what you're going to see is you're going to look really small and, and the enemy's going to look really big. And you may even think that somebody else can probably conquer it, but I can't conquer it. I'm not able enough. And so what we have to do is we have to speak over ourselves and declare the word of God. It's the authority that we have as believers to declare over this earth and over this world that the salvation of God is at hand and that we have the authority to literally cause this coronavirus to either dissipate or, or go away or whatever, that we, we, we don't, we don't succumb come to it. And what God did is that he used this season for, for us to be able to slow down a little bit. I personally didn't slow down a lot. And, and I had a very little amount of time where I felt like I was a little bit slower, but we picked up momentum. We just kept going and it, we got busier and busier and busier, but we were still able to hear what it is that God was saying in this hour. We need to know the seasons and the times of what, where we're at and what God is doing. And we need to go with the flow. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm feeling like this, this hunger and this level that was greater than when I first got saved. And when I first got saved, I was like, I encountered God in such an amazing way. And yet I'm seeing God do something where it's like there's a, there's a newfound understanding of my authority. There's a newfound understanding of the fact that, you know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And when you have that kind of understanding, all of a sudden you, you, you raise up and it doesn't matter how big the giant looks, you realize that you're actually bigger than the giant and that you have a greater authority than, than the giant does and what the enemy does. And so you raise up in this season and grab a hold of what it is that God's wanting to do. 
I just hold on. I want to get to my. Here we go. Psalm 145, verse 9 says, The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. A promise of God. He is good to all. He has compassion on all that is made. Psalm 19:7. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Nahum 1.7, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. These are his promises. Isaiah 40.29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 40, verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Jeremiah 29, 11. Come on, these are the promises of God. I'm going to keep going because I want you to see that God's hand is upon us in this season. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. It's plans to prosper you and not to harm you. It's plans to give you a hope and a future. Uh, coronavirus will not take you down. If you are abiding in the presence of God, if you are abiding in the word of God, if you believe in what he says, choose faith over fear. Choose faith over fear. Psalm 23, 4. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Philippians 4, um, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which surpasses our understanding. When money is going out the door and nothing is coming in, the peace of God surpasses our understanding, that we know that we will have no, more than enough, that the greatest thing that we have need of is right in here, and that is that we are saved, that we are children of God, and we have the beautiful, awesome responsibility of being able to tell others about who Jesus is, and that he is our hope. He is the only one that can save a soul. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you as well. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorite scriptures. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your steps. He shall direct your path. He's the orderer of your steps. The, uh, man's heart, 
may plan his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Our steps are being directed and ordered by the Lord. What am I doing? I'm just exhorting you today. This has been something that, that's been burning in my heart all week long. And I prayed, and, and yesterday I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't even have an option. I don't have a choice. And, and not that I would do anything different than other what the word uh, or what the Lord speaks to me. Because if I know the Lord's speaking to me, it's really hard to stop me. If I know that the Lord is speaking to me, I know it'll be confirmed. And once it's confirmed, it's hard to stop because you have to do what God's telling you to do. So um, next week, one of the greatest things that we get to do is we get to meet together as a church family here. And we're going to celebrate together. We're going to worship together. We're going to get in the word together. We're going to lay hands on the sick. I know that at some places that you go to, they say if you've been sick, someone sent me this, I didn't know this, I didn't see the sign, but it said if you've been sick or if you are sick, then please don't come in this store. Well, if you've been sick and are sick, I ask please that you would come into this church so that we can pray for you, so that we can see God heal you, so that we don't, we're not going to cow down, we're not going to run away in fear, we're going to choose faith over fear, and it's time for the church to take a stand, and I believe that the word is true. I have to believe that the word is true. And so we're going we're gonna to be here. We're going to worship together. We're going to dance together. We're going to glorify God together. And we're going to see him get all the glory that's due his name. So throughout your week, this week, I have some challenges for you. Um, stay abiding in the word of God. Don't allow facts to outweigh truth. Because facts, is always, facts are always subject to truth. And when God spoke to me, he said, we're going to progress and not regress. And I said, yes, God. There will, be, there will not be a recession. I'm declaring there's not going to be a recession. There's going to be nothing other than just a moving head, a progression. And, and I said, okay, God. He said, this is a season of advancement. I said, okay, God. And so what am I doing? I'm aligning myself with what God is speaking I'm aligning myself with what God is saying in this season. And I believe that the church has a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be able to move forward in what it is that God is calling us to do. And it looks like doing something. I always say faith has feet. And so it's time for us to stand up and it's now we're coming into the next phase. Was there anything wrong with like us, like staying home, being quarantined, praying, having time to, to spend uh, in the word with your family, with your children? I've been able to see my grandchildren more than I have been able to see them before. And no, I believe that, that God used that. I believe it was a, a, a very important time for us to draw close for a time of repentance, to see the idols that are in our life and to be able to lay those idols upon the altar. I, I believe it's, 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 it's a crucial time that we continue to just, uh, you know, I'm asking God, you know, shine the light in areas of my life that I don't see. You know, we all have blind spots, and the only way that we can see those blind spots is when the Lord shines those lights on us. I think it's important in this season that we stay connected as a family, that we stay connected as a community of believers. I think it's, it's important that we stay connected to the body of Christ. I also think it's important that the world gets to have an opportunity to see the, the light shine, and they get to have an opportunity to see the glory of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the only way, he is the only truth, and he is the only light. And so uh, I think that 
the charge really is to say, hey, we're going to be like Joshua and Caleb, and we're going to march ahead. We've been born for such a time as this. And um, I, I believe that this is a season where, you know, just as when Esther was being anointed with perfumes and, 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 and um, prepared for her king, I believe we too are being prepared for our king. And I think that... Um, you know, I, I feel like it's an important season. It's, it's like a, a time to be sober and to be diligent and to really grab a hold of the truth of God's word. So um, I want to end with a couple more scriptures. Second Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Psalm 3410, it says, The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. So, Father, I thank you that we're not going to lack any good thing in this season. God, I thank you that you are adding to us. You are adding to the body of Christ. I thank you, Lord, for that billion-soul harvest. And may we be equipped online and may we be equipped in person to be able to disciple the next generation of believers that are coming in. And that doesn't have anything to do with an age group. It has to do with a whole new generation of believers that are coming in to be a part of your family. God, I thank you for wisdom and for skill sets. That this is a season that is for the whole body of Christ to go out and to make disciples of all nations. God, I thank you for the uh, creativity that is being released in this season to even be able to reach people that we would ha it would take hours and hours and hours to fly around the world and, and the amount of time that it would take in preparation that now we can just you know, pull it up onto our, onto our computer and we can be all the way across the world and be able to preach the gospel and to be able to use what it is that you put in our hands. I thank you for the skill sets. I thank you for all the different giftings and the uniqueness that each member in the body of Christ has. Has, that each member is important. It doesn't matter if you're a hand or if you're a foot or, or if you're a pinky finger. You Each part of the body is important. And this is a time where the body's going to come together and we're going to be unified. Because where the house is divided, it cannot stand. But we are in unity. We're going to be unified in purpose. And even though Everyone has a different function. We are going to come together in purpose, and that is to exalt you. I believe, God, that your glory is spreading across the earth like the water covers the sea. It says the knowledge of the glory of God. And that means that there's going to be a knowing and an understanding of your glory like we've never known or understood it before. And it's going to saturate the whole entire world as the water covers the sea. And that sea speaks of people. And I know, God, that you are you're covering people, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going across the earth and it's saturating people as, as it covers the sea. Sea always represents people. And so I thank you for people. I thank you, God, for people to come in to the knowledge of your saving grace. God, I thank you for discipling businesses, God, that, that business owners are going to learn to operate in a greater kingdom dynamic than they ever have before. That they're going to take 
rules and principles uh, that, 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 that really cause your kingdom to be able to function uh, upon the earth, that we align ourselves with heaven, and that as business owners, God, that we're, we're given strategy in this season to be able to prosper, and that you're giving us um, just an understanding to be able to create things that have never been created before so that the world can have, can have use, use it because it's going to cause an economic um, like a restructuring. There's an economic restructuring that God is doing, and, 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 and there's a shift in wealth, and, and there's going to be just, there's, there's, there's something that I could just, I see something getting um, produced that, that's going to just bring a, a shift. And so, God, I thank you for that. I don't know what that is, but it's going to cause a financial, uh, like a, that's just like a miracle. And so, Lord, we thank you for uh, creativity. We thank you for uh, raising up Christians in this season in every uh, uh, sphere of influence. I thank you for education, that there be Christians that raise up and have a greater understanding of how to teach and disciple, like that, that it's been a little bit more unique and different than we ever have before. I thank you for media, God. I thank you for the church. I thank you, God, for, for, for business people, for the entertainment and all the other ones, Lord. I thank you that we're going out and we're making a difference. In this season, we're advancing. We are advancing. And I thank you for your anointing to be able to move forward in this season. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I love you. Um, Two, I will probably post something. Um, 3.30 on Wednesday, I will be on um, TCT. Um, I think it's Julian Friends. I don't even know for sure. But um, anyway, there'll be a time of Q&A and uh, they'll be talking to me about what is it that you um, see the Lord doing and what is it that you guys have been doing to reach people. And so um, it'll be on there if you want to jump on um, at 3.30. And um, that's it. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about the Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com. Thank you.